0: I did not realize how high this platform was from the ground. It didn't look that that high to me until I I climbed the ladder and got to this platform, and then I looked down. And it was was a long way down. So I made the smart decision to allow someone to attach a rubber band to my feet and I walked off of that perfectly good platform to maybe certain death, I don't know. It 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 did catch me. The rubber band snapped and I came back up and I bungee jumped three times. That that literally for me was a bit of a leap of faith. You know, I, I was I was never in that situation until that particular moment, and I realized that is truly like a Leap of faith. I'm stepping off of something safe into the into the unknown. And you know, I've done that a few times in my life, and I've even dragged Jackie, my wife, along with me on that journey. We've we've moved to cities that we didn't know anybody multiple times. Really, we've uh, we've taken a, a few risks. I I, I kind of gambled on a music career, moved to Nashville, didn't know anybody and uh, didn't really have any deals or anything going on. We just moved there thinking they're going to give me a recording contract because I'm here in Nashville. That was my thinking. We've taken some, some leaps of faith like that. I, I remember we, we've, I, I had a great job, good job security, and I decided to leave that and uh, go try to plant a church in Seattle. And that was kind of crazy because then I had a family. felt like a, a bit of a step out in faith. You know? In fact, they weren't even guaranteeing me the, uh, any kind of salary. I remember trying to explain that to my dad. He's like, so you're gonna be leaving a good job in Tennessee. You're gonna move to Seattle. Uh, so do you guys have a building yet? And, no, dad, we don't have a building. We're we'll probably gonna meet in a school. He's like, okay. And uh, how, are you gonna, uh, wh- how are you gonna pay the bills? Are you got, what's your salary like? Well, I don't really have a guaranteed salary. I gotta raise that myself. And my dad's like, wow. Trying to explain that to my dad. Now, my dad, I've been uh, loving him, but he doesn't. He didn't really understand this idea of just kind of taking a leap of faith when you really didn't know what was going to be on the on the other side of that. And you know, I've I've, uh, in my life, I've 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 done things like this, and and you might think, well, that's great, Ben, uh, but what does that have to do with us? Uh, Well, part of that is God has shown up in big ways when. I or my family have stepped out in faith, where where we've kind of a little bit taken a risk, where we're not really sure, we don't have any guarantees But God has shown up in big ways. Now, probably not for the bungee jumping thing. I mean, I think even God was like, what are you doing? Stepping off a perfectly good platform. But you know what I'm saying. It's the idea of taking that leap of faith. And and God has shown up in big ways when we've been willing to do that. Even if we didn't have the whole roadmap kind of laid out for us, when we trusted God enough that, hey, we're going to do this even though I'm not sure how this is going to end, God has shown up in in a big way and i think i think we understand this right i mean I, I think there's 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 something in us that finds it compelling when someone is willing to take us a, a leap of faith you know there have been people that have been like handicapped like they can't like they don't have legs and they've actually gotten to the top of mount everest Now, there's a lot of people that don't have disabilities that have died trying to get to the top of Mount Everest, literally. But people have done this, and we we kind of admire people who do that, right? Now we may be thinking, I'm not gonna do that, but I admire their their confidence, their faith. People that have, you know, sailed around the world by themselves, you know? Or or, or done these great things, you know, stood up to to world leaders, you know, and 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 made, you know, huge strides for, for for human justice. People that have taken literal risks, we we look up to them because we think that's kind of cool. That's a a leap of faith that they took. And, and, you know, in many ways, God showed up in a powerful way. Well, we're going to lean into this today and really through this series we're calling Future Forward. Because I believe God wants to do something in your life individually. And I think God wants to do something in the life of our church family in some ways bigger than we could possibly dream. Something impossible that God wants to do in you and in us. This year, the next five years, what what could that look like? So we're going to try to, in this series and today, kind of paint a picture of what might be and kind of look at that future forward, what we might do. I was thinking about this the other day and kind of thinking about, you know, this particular message. And how much, do you realize how much faith is involved in almost everything we do. You ever thought about that? I mean, we don't call it that. I'm not talking about religious stuff. I'm just saying, look, in general, we're, we know this to be true. I mean, we turn the keys to the car. We kind of expect this thing to run. But, but here's what I was thinking the other day. We, we take a huge leap of faith every time we get on a two-lane road. Think about this for a second. We're going 50, 60, well, I only go 55, okay? So... That's what I I do, Uh, but we're going, you know, 50, 60 miles an hour, and we're on this road that's not that wide, and another car is coming toward us, and we're trusting that they're going to accept the idea that they're going to stay in their lane, but think about it. The minute the two cars come close to you, we're talking a matter of feet, right, have you ever thought about, you're like, I never thought about that before. Thanks, Ben. Now I'm going to freak out every time I'm on a one lane road. You're welcome. But it just dawned on me that that's, that's just a small example of the, the things that we kind of trust, that people are going to do the right thing and trust that, you know, that, that the car's going to start, the chair is going to hold us up. You know, there's all kinds of things like that built in. What could God do with a little bit of faith in your life? What could God do this year? What could God do in five years with a little bit of faith in our church family? Believing that God can do so much more than we could possibly imagine. So let's just pause for a second and pray together. Father, we come before you and we, we recognize the, the power that faith can have. Power that you, know, you, you told us, God, power that can move mountains and, and change hearts So, Lord, we pray for some faith today. Father, help us lean into this idea of what what you could do in us and through our church family this year and the next five. Father, help us to hear from you by the power of your Holy Spirit. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, if you have a Bible, you can go ahead and grab that. You don't really have to read too far into this thing to see that there's sort of a recurring theme of God really liking it when we trust him even when the odds are kind of against us or even when the facts don't quite line up, right? There's a sense where God is like, I like this when you trust me even though I haven't given you the whole picture. And it's not easy, I mean, to trust God in something big like that, but there's lots of examples in the Bible of people doing just that, trusting that God's gonna do what he says he's gonna do even though the the facts don't quite line up. And and you know uh, there there's there's this moment where God in essence is saying I love it when you trust me when you trust me I love that and there's a sense of God rewarding that again even when the facts don't really show and I think with God he overpromises and overdelivers well there's a chapter in the Bible that we call the faith chapter. And if you're familiar with scripture, this is in the the New Testament side of the Bible. Much of our Bible, what we call the Bible, is what we call the Old Testament. And that's a cool jam, but our jam is the New Testament. Probably more than anything, it's got Jesus in it. And uh, in the New Jam, the New Testament, you can call it that, there's a book called Hebrews. And it's a great, great book. Uh, in fact, we're going to be looking at it verse by verse here this year. We're going to be going through the Hebrews series, going through the whole thing. There's about 12 chapters there or so. And we're going to go through that as a church family and journal and everything, kind of like we did with Ephesians last, last year. So this year, we're, I'm really looking forward to it. been studying it quite a bit. But let's look at Hebrews chapter 11. Hebrews chapter 11, some uh, scholars call this the faith chapter, all right? So it fits what we're talking about today. But I'm not gonna start at verse one. I'm gonna start with the chapter 10, kind of back it up a little bit. We'll start with the last verse of chapter 10 here. In 39, it says, but we, we are not of those who shrink back and are destroyed, but of those who have faith and preserve their souls. Verse one of chapter 11 now. Now faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things Not seen. For by it the people of old received their commendation. By faith we understand that the universe was created by the Word of God, so that what is seen was not made out of things that are visible. It's a big statement there. By faith. And then through the rest of this chapter, and you can kind of read it, maybe kind of notate that for something this week you could spend some time on, the writer kind of goes through some Old Testament people. And if you're new to the Bible, that's that's totally okay. There's some kind of big characters in the Old Testament part. And one of those guys is named uh, Abraham. And there's a lot in the Bible about this guy, Abraham. And this chapter kind of talks a little bit about how Abraham trusted God, even though the facts didn't really line up. In fact, the odds were really against everything of what God was promising Abraham, Abraham's looking at the facts going, I don't know, but he trusted God anyway. And, and if you don't know the story, it basically, God does a, a powerful thing in Abraham's life. And, and when he's really old, he and his wife were promised by God to have a baby. And, you know, they're kind of looking at each other, and they're thinking, this ain't going to happen. Mm-mm. This, uh, this ship sailed a long time ago. We're not going to be having a baby at age 95 or whatever. So the odds were against them, and the facts did not line up. But God said, you got to trust me. And at one point, Sarah laughed at that. And God said, I heard you laugh. And she said, no, I didn't. God said, yes, you did. That game went on for a little while. It's actually in scripture. I'm not making that up. But God showed up. And God promised Abraham lots of things. In fact, he said, I'm going to start a whole nation, and from your, your children is going to come a savior. He's going to save the world. He's going to be a blessing to all nations. So Abraham, obviously, is a big deal, right? But, so this chapter talks about guys like him that, that trusted God even when it didn't make sense. There's Abel and Enoch. And we find in there, is, as the writer kind of weaves us through this chapter, talks about these great faith heroes of old, it says, you know what? Listen to this, without faith, this is verse six, without faith, it's impossible to please him for whoever would draw near to God must believe that he exists and he rewards those who seek him. So faith is a, is a big deal. And I don't know where you're at. I'm gonna pause for a second. I don't know where you're at on the faith spectrum today. I don't know if you feel like you've got a little bit of faith. Maybe you're kind of exploring it. Maybe you've been following Jesus for a long time and your, your faith feels strong. I don't know where you're at on that spectrum, but that 's our question today we 're trying to answer where are we at on faith? Do we trust God enough to attempt the impossible that 's what we're what we 're aiming for this morning but here 's what I want to do so we, we get through chapter eleven we find out wow God God wants us to trust him and that really puts a smile on his face when we trust him even when the facts don 't line up well look at look at a little bit into the next chapter this is hebrews 12 now, just the first two verses. Listen to this. Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, and again, those witnesses were people like Abraham, those old Bible characters that trusted God, right? We're surrounded by these cloud of witnesses, these people, these stories, Says, because of this, therefore, let us lay aside every weight and sin which clings so closely and let us run with endurance the race that is before us, looking to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising its shame and is seated at the right hand of the throne of God. If you've never read that part of the Bible, it that just gets me every time. Did you notice in that verse that we just read about Jesus looking to the cross? It says, For the joy set before him, he went to that thing. How can you put joy and that in the same sentence? That's just powerful stuff right there if you've never read that. It's good stuff. For the joy set before him, he endured that for us. If you've never heard that good news story, that's the gospel. Jesus coming down, paying for every sin, rising from the dead, showing up, kind of freaked out his followers, actually. He's like, here, I'm back. I told you I would. And now you have hope and freedom. And it's for every person on the planet, not just the Jewish people. It's for everybody. And you have hope and freedom. Wow, what that happened on that cross. That's why we gather, really. Jesus did everything. He said he he over-promises and over-delivers. That's what Jesus does. So because of these great cloud of witnesses, let's lay aside every weight, and sin, which so clings so closely, and let's run with endurance the race that is before us. Looking to Jesus, did you catch that? The author, the founder, the perfecter of our faith. If you wanna know how to walk by faith, to trust God for your future, both now and five years from now, it comes by focusing on the author and perfecter of our faith, Jesus Christ it's our sole focus. You look to him, things just kind of look better. Through the lens of Jesus, things just line up right. When he's at the center, things work better. I can't always tell you how or why. It just works when Jesus is in the driver's seat, right? He's the author and a perfecter of our faith. So that's how we can be empowered for a great future for what God wants to do in and through us. We we're surrendered to Jesus and he's taking that and he's saying, you got a great future ahead of you. All these things I want to do through you. We focus on him as the author and perfecter of our faith. Even when the facts don't quite always line up. Right? I don't want to leave that. We're still on that. Even when things don't, we don't know exactly what's ahead. We focus Him on him and he takes, takes us where he wants us to go. So that's the big question today. How would you... How would you measure your faith? If we were to, this is kind of a weird metaphor, but if we were to take out a tape measure, right? We're gonna measure your faith. How how would that look like? If we were to take a temperature of your faith, your faith temperature. I'm just using metaphors here. It, it, would it be? Is it is it warm? Is it is it you know red hot? you you trust in the Lord. Your faith is strong. Is it maybe cold? Or maybe you feel distant from God. I don't know where you're at on that spectrum. Let me ask it a different way. Is, is the level of your faith where you want it to be right now? Like, if God asked you to do something, would you say yes? Would you trust him? If, if you were convinced God was calling you to this, and, and sure, you can confirm that with people that know you, that love you, that are gonna pray through that with you, but if God asks you to do something, and he confirms it, by his church family, by scripture, would you be willing to take out a step of faith if God called you? Where is your faith on that? Do you trust God enough to attempt something that if God didn't show up and help, you're sunk? Think about that for a second. Do you trust God enough to attempt something for his kingdom that if he doesn't show up, you're kind of in... (laughs) <laughs> you're gonna, you're gonna struggle. You know, we think about one of the stories in the in in the gospel accounts of Jesus. There's this story of Jesus and his, you know, homeless football team. We'll call them the disciples. They're all hanging out on the boat, and at one point, you know, Jesus was on shore, and he. You, you may have may have not heard the story, but Jesus. they they take off and they're sailing and doing whatever they do, boat guys. I'm not a boat guy really, but they're out there on the water. And at some point, Jesus decides he's gonna catch up with them. And because he's Jesus, he decides, well, I'm just gonna walk on water. That seems like the thing I'm gonna do. He walks on water. Peter and the guys see him kind of freak out. But then Peter's like, hey, that looks pretty cool. I'd like to do that. I'm I'm totally paraphrasing. And uh, Jesus says, come on out. The water's great. And Peter takes a step out of the boat. Is your faith strong enough that you would have been willing to take that step out? That's the the question today. That the things that that I really wanna get us percolating on. How warm is your faith? Have you ever or would you ever attempt something by faith that if God didn't show up, you'd be in trouble? Where God's gotta do this thing. I'm gonna step out in faith. God, you gotta show up because here I go. What is that for you? And if your faith is not up to that level yet, what could you do to grow your faith, to, to stretch your faith? I read an article on Crosswalk a few years ago, and I thought it was pretty helpful, actually. Uh, some great study tools, if you, you know, there's some great, you know, Bible study tools out there. But anyway, it, it gave a couple of, of things to do, maybe some things that could help kind of partner with God to increase your faith. Here's, here's the first one. This is a big one. Be willing to say yes to God in any circumstance. I have gone through this one, okay? I have gone through this multiple times. Some of you have heard me tell the story about planting this church. We had already planted a church in Seattle. that was going pretty well. Then God has the nerve, okay, to tap me on the shoulder and say, I think it's time for you to plant another church back where where you came from, back in the Dallas area. And I remember asking everybody in our life, pray for a no. Pray for a no. Like, Lord, I don't want to do this. I mean, I was feeling Jonah. I was feeling Jonah right there. If you've never heard the story of Jonah, he's a guy that God called him to do something. And he's like, nope. And he gets in a boat, speeds the other way. And if you know that story, that didn't work out so well for Jonah. He hangs out in a fish for a few days. That probably smelled pretty good. And then he finally did what God asked him to do. I I, I was at that point where we didn't want to pull a Jonah. God was calling me to do something hard again. and, And we ended up saying yes. We started this church in October of 2007. But are you willing to say yes to God in any circumstance? I mean, really think about that, because that's a big question. You know, just kind of don't gloss over that. Like if he asked you to do something out of your comfort zone, where are you at in your faith? Would you be willing to, to do it? That's the first one. That's a big one, right? Here's the next one. Expect challenges, but never abandonment. God is not going to leave you hanging. If he calls you to do something, he's not going to leave you. Jesus said, I'm never going to leave you or forsake you. Jesus was pretty clear on that. Jesus was also clear that following me is going to cost you something, and it's not going to be easy, but I will never leave you. That's huge. And I think we can accomplish more when we know God's got our back. I'm willing to take out more steps of faith if I know God's got my back. That's huge. All right, here's the third one. You know, take these or leave these, right? This is not coming out of the, this is just some, some ideas here. Number three, realize that joy often grows in the soil of sorrow. I realize this is not something that a lot of times we talk about in church, but I think we should. There's sometimes we go through dark seasons. Most of us memorize scripture that even talks about it, yet we don't talk about it. You know, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow, you've heard this, the shadow of death, I will fear no. over. Usually when I spout out verses, it's usually in King James because that's what I learned when I was a kid. But even though we walk in the valley of the shadow of, of death, sometimes we go through difficult seasons, sometimes joy can find root in those moments. Sometimes we just got to let it, you know, even though it's difficult. Some of you, you might be going through that right now. God may be doing something already that you can't even see yet, but joy's beginning to build some roots in a difficult time. All right, let's, let's go to the next one. Love more and fear less. That's a good one. Some of us just read a book called Everybody Always by Bob Goff. Highly recommend it. Super good. It's about this lawyer guy that takes huge leaps of faith, and it's just like every time I read anything he writes, it just challenges me. Like, what am I doing with my life? These guys are doing crazy things, but... His whole point of that is, you know what? We love people, even difficult people. And that's not a special event for Christians. That's not a, ooh, we're gonna market that. We're gonna love on people. You know what it is for Christians? That's Tuesday. That's Wednesday. That's Friday. Might be Sunday. We love on people. Love more, fear less, right? If God's got our back and he's called us to do this, he's gonna make it happen. God is faithful, the scriptures tell us. He is faithful. Here's here's number five. Express gratitude pretty much all the time. This is huge. If you're in this room, if you own a refrigerator, you're in like the top 1% of the world. If you have a bank account, you're like doing well. If you have a car, you've got your own transportation. Most of the planet doesn't have that. Think about how blessed you are. I realize some of us, we, we have different levels of blessing. Some of us, you know, uh, but the deal is most of our driveways have more than one car. Many of us have more than one refrigerator. Well, we got to have the refrigerator in the garage. Just necessity, basic necessity. This is us. Express gratitude. This helps build our faith. It does. Because we're realizing, wow, God's really shown up here. It's amazing how much, I think Jonathan talked about it last weekend, how we look back and God has answered a lot of our prayers and we just skip right over it. God is still answering prayers. Oh, express gratitude. Here's the last one. It's a good one. Celebrate your scars. God can grow your faith when we celebrate. I'm not talking about, here, check this out. That's way worse. No, not something like that. But those, those moments where we've had difficulty or real hard times, those are scars that can, can heal other people. Those are things that help shape us and who we are. You have had, you've had experiences, even bad experiences, even experiences you chose to go into. You were fully open for that. You fully walked into that. With, you just said, sin, come on in. Even those things, God can use powerfully, right? So celebrate some of those scars because some people need to hear your story, that there's hope. Oh, those are good things to stretch your faith. What could this be for you this year? What could God do in growing your faith? God might already be tapping you on the shoulder about something I don't even know about, but you know about it. Are you gonna listen? Are you gonna be willing to say yes, even if God calls you to do something crazy? And it may not be move across the country raise your own salary, plant a church. That's pretty crazy, I realize that. Done that twice now, I'm a glutton for punishment. He may not call you to do something like that or or to walk out of a boat. I don't know what it is for you, but God may call you to do something. Are you ready? Is your faith ready? And how could you stretch your faith this year? Maybe one of those things was helpful. What could God do in your life this year, in the next five years? Wouldn't it be great if we were to jump forward five years and look back, and look at this day, maybe this series or whatever that, that prompted us to t- start trusting God more and more, putting more in his hands and we could see it progress in our lives. Wow, we trusted him for this and look what happened. I know some of you aren't journalers, but let's just say we were and seeing God do powerful things, stuff that was impossible. The scriptures do tell us that with God, anything's possible. You know that, Right? He's got our back. What could that look like in five years for your life, for even our church family? What would that look like if we all trusted? In fact, we'll go back to Abraham for just a second. He's a great character. Look him up. Pretty cool guy. He'd have a great baseball card, the baseball card of faith. But Abraham, the scriptures say there's a phrase that the Bible uses about Abraham's faith. And it said that he trusted God against all hope that's in a pretty low spot. Like, you got no hope, no light at the end of the tunnel. That's when Abraham said, yep, I'm trusting God. I mean, I say that very flippantly. Obviously, it probably was a deeper, deeper tone than that, but against all hope. And so God's like, that's cool. This guy's trusting me, even though he doesn't have it all laid out. God's not going to lay out everything for us As a church family, he's not gonna lay out everything for you in your life. He's asking you and I to trust him, to believe that he's gonna deliver, even if we don't have all the roadmap out for us. What could God do in five years? There's a time when Jesus' disciples, remember that homeless football team, they were always following him around. And at one point, they asked him in Luke 17, they ask him, that's one of the books of the Bible, Luke, Matthew, Mark, Luke, one of the Gospels, if you're new to the Bible. But in one of those books, the book of Luke, chapter 17, his disciples asked him for one thing. And they said, Lord, increase our faith. Lord, increase our faith. They were seeing Jesus do crazy things. And they're like, that's pretty cool. And there were times when they just must have been overwhelmed. And they're like, how do we tap into that power? And they ask Jesus, Jesus, would you please increase our faith? We need the power of Jesus through the Holy Spirit to empower us to have deeper faith. If you were saying earlier that maybe your faith is smaller than you want it to be, maybe your faith is colder than you want it to be, maybe you feel more distant than, than maybe you want to feel, this could be the game changer. Asking Jesus to increase not only your faith, but let's all endeavor together to ask, Lord, as a church family, increase our faith, because what could we do? I I really believe that God wants to do something in your life, individually, my life, but he also wants to do something powerful in the church family, because when we're doing this thing together, we can accomplish huge, even bigger things than we could on our own. What great need does this town have that our church could radically do something about? Like in five years, what could that look like if our church was doing some powerful work on foreign soil? What would it look like for God to, to start a new church in a community that maybe doesn't have any living churches? And, and we, we are able to start a church there by God's grace. God could do powerful things in our church family and in your life. What could that look like in five years? I know some of you aren't journalers, but write some things down. I mean, even big, crazy things that you think, there's no way our God can do the impossible. What could he do in your life? What could he do? Lord, increase our faith. You know, there's a component to following Jesus that requires this right here. Now, we, we can pray on our own. We can spend time in scripture, and that's all good. You know, we're following Jesus, and that's good. But there's, there's a powerful connection to community in the family of faith that you can't get around. In fact, when, when, when Jesus' disciples, remember that homeless football team? I keep referring to that. I think there's football going on right now. Anyway, that, there was a time where his disciples, they, they were always asking Jesus questions, and most of the time Jesus never answered the question directly, which is awesome because he's making them kind of own things. But at one point they asked him, Jesus, would you teach us to pray? And here's the first phrase, and you know this by heart probably, our Father who art in heaven. That's King James, sorry again. Our Father, not my Father, although Jesus could have said that, right? (laughs) Technically, but he said when we when you pray, you say Our Father because there's a connection, there's a family connection that you can't get around. There is no lone lone strange. There's no alone Christian in the in the Bible. It was always in community. And so, what could we do in community even more than what we could just do individually? I believe Jesus can do some amazing things. I mean, Scripture's clear. By faith, t- t- Jesus said, you can move mountains. I haven't asked Jesus to move a mountain yet, but by faith, yeah. move mountains. We, we, that's in Matthew 17. In Matthew 25, it says we can enjoy great success and, 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 and authority and blessing. That's Matthew 25. We can experience salvation, be healed, forgiven, all by faith, Faith unlocks so much. And so to grow that, we ask, Lord, increase my faith, and Lord, increase our faith. Let's say that together. Lord, increase my faith, and Lord, increase our faith. One more time. Lord, increase my faith, and Lord, increase our faith. What could God do in your life this year, the next five years, what could God do in a church family that's pursuing Jesus hard? What could we do? What problem in our community can our church address? Is there something that God is gonna call us to do? I believe he will. So by faith, focusing on the author and perfecter of our faith, we say, Lord, increase my faith and Lord, increase our faith. Let's pray together. Father, you're so good to us. And and we know that you want to accomplish big things, not only through each of us individually, but us as a church family. So Lord, increase our faith. Help us to focus in on your son, Jesus, and and allow him to to do great things. Allow your Holy Spirit to move and to change and to challenge. Father, I pray for every person in this room, no matter where they're at on their their faith journey or where they're at with you, Lord, I pray that today, even today, they would be willing to take a step closer, a, a step of faith, Lord Jesus, today, Lord, your son is still doing amazing things. And so we pray that in his name, amen. Lord, increase our faith. Lord, increase my faith. His name, amen. Lord, increase our faith. Lord, increase my faith.